Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! The lush flesh was so wet and enticing, he dallied, lingered, and moved a brazen finger in and out, treating her to a series of slow tantalizing invitations that made her hips rise and his manhood harden like a length of African iron. Neil. Yeah? Hey. Hey. Do you want to do the podcast? I, but I, yeah, okay. (laughs) You can read more later. I'll read more later. But let's do this podcast. Sure. Hi, this is Fuck, Mary Kill, Lit. And I'm Claire. And I'm Neil. Welcome aboard. Welcome. (laughs) This is the podcast where we read romance novels. Uh, One straight one and one queer one. And then we talk about them for the very first time and play Fuck, Mary, Kill with the characters. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get on this. Let's get on board. Oh, what's got you hot and bothered this week? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a seamless transition. It's seamless. Okay, mine is like a little bit twofold. The thing that has got me hot and bothered, both literally and figuratively, is hot toddies. Uh-huh. I love me some hot toddies. It's it sh- whiskey, I make mine with whiskey and 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 the citrus. Uh love- okay. Hot take kids. My secret to a good hot toddy, each hot, so you take a giant mug, you put in honey and whiskey to taste, the juice of one orange and one lemon, the entire thing, in one hot toddy, and then fill the rest with hot water. It's still, and put spices if you want, I guess, whatever. I'm not going to judge. It's fantastic. I bring this up because last night I made myself a hot toddy because my allergies have been acting up, Mm. and they're like, hey... So you have a recording date coming up. We're just going to fuck up your voice. So apologies in advance, listeners. Uh, if I just like cough randomly in the middle of this episode, that's what's happening. Mm. So I'm hot and bothered in a good way by hot toddies and hot and bothered in a bad way by my allergies. Oh, wah, wah. <laughs> That sounded insincere, listeners, but her face was very sincere. <laughs> Yes, so. it's it's a sad one, oh, right? Like, I mean, I feel like as we were telling another friend of ours, it's this is a visual podcast, right? Where there's lots of visual humor is happening. Right now, I am doing the jerk off motion. I'm 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 playing with my titties. Uh huh. Things like that. It's fantastic. Yes. I'm doing exceptional clowning. It's hilarious. Yeah, but so I have to add the sound effects. Right. For the sake of the podcast. Wait, sorry, the sad face. I'm a want want face for right, it. Right, right, right. So you're sacrificing for your art is what I'm hearing. I'm sacrificing for your art, to tell you the truth. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> hey, Claire. Yeah? What's got you hot and bothered? Oh, you know, uh, there's a remake out of Overboard. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen it, but I've heard it's problematic. I mean, the original Overboard is problematic. Like all 80s movies? Well, like, yes, like all 80s movies. But, I mean, the original Overboard, a man is a you know blue-collar worker, and he comes onto this yacht where this rich bitch is just telling him what to do, 
and he's upset about it, but, you know, he gets on with his life. But then she falls off, and then she has amnesia. Uh-huh. Uh, and he kind of rescues her, but she doesn't remember who she is. And then to kind of get back at her, he takes her back to his house and then sort of makes her his slave uh, to raise his children and clean his house. But they fall in love, so it's cute. It's a romantic comedy. I'm so upset by that. <laughs> but so now they're, uh... they're doing it in reverse. Where uh-huh. it's a lady who is the, you know, helper, <coughs> blue-collar worker person, and uh-huh. it's the man. Great. Um, and so, I, so I, I don't know, like, if that's supposed to fix the problem? No, it doesn't, because the original one is rapey, and now this one is like, women be crazy, right? Yeah. Like, women are baby crazy. They'll do anything. Anything for babies. Anything for babies. So, I'm interested, because I like Anna Ferris. I'm on the fe- fence about Anna Faris. Ooh, on the fence. On the fence. But, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it in a way because mm-hmm. I still like, I like a lot of problematic movies. I know. I know. But um, I'm also thinking that this is not going to go well. Like, there's a part of me in my soul that's like, oh, all the think pieces that are going to come out about right. this. Right. So who's the guy? You know, it's an actor I'm not familiar with. Uh-huh. I think the other thing that's maybe a little bit strange about this... Well, not strange. I is think he considerably good. older than she is? He seems a little bit older. But actually, what Ugh. I think it is, is he is Latino. Oh. And... Uh, so now it's racially awful also. Maybe, but not... I don't know. Like, there seems to be a large part of... There's a large Latino community that's on all different class sides in this particular movie. Anna Ferris <laughs> seems like the only white, white lady besides her kids in the whole movie. So, oh, God. Okay. Yep. So it's a yep. cautionary tale for people of color be like, okay. Stay away from white ladies. Stay away from white ladies. Doesn't matter your class. <laughs> Stay away from white ladies. Fair. Because uh, that girl's going to knock you over the head and take you back to her house. <laughs> oh, great. Love no matter it. what your scale on the class system, sorry, you're going to be raising some white ladies' kids. <laughs> oh, no! Anyway, it, it might be problematic. Just maybe. <laughs> but I think the premise is problematic. Well, it's a, it's a Hollywood film. I'm sure it's handled most delicately. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Just like any blunt force instrument. Great. Speaking of... Falling off of ships. Oh, yes! What are we reading this week? Oh, my God! We're reading two pirate books. Pirates! I've been That's s- what pirates sound like. I mean, I feel like... Because we haven't gotten any really good heaving bosoms and, like, sweeping, like, I've got my arm around your waist. Right, right, right. And we haven't had a... a thing. We haven't had a corset since the first no episode. No corsets. Not since Devil Print... Whatever. No, uh... Mm-hmm. Devil in Spring. Devil in Spring. Devil, Devil in Prince spring. something. De- whatever. We whatever. read the captured princess. Whatever. I don't. I don't actually read them. <laughs> Shut up. Shut your <laughs> mouth. He says after he poured over them. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. So what are we reading? So this time we read uh, Captured by Beverly Jenkins, mm-hmm. which I was really excited about. Beverly Jenkins is an author that I heard about from a documentary oh. called Love Between the Covers. Oh. And it's all about romance novels and sort of the the romance novel industry. Mm. 
but because she's an African-American author uh-huh. um, in a field full of white ladies. So many white ladies. So many white ladies. Um, she talks a lot about like what it's like writing from her vantage point, but also the historical fiction that she's writing. Mm-hmm. So white ladies, usually like their problem is being poor. Yeah. If they're from that particular area, era. Black ladies, their problem was a little bit more dire. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's sad. No, it's just sad. Oh. So, but I think one of the things that she said in the movie, which was so great, is that a barrier she kept running into was somebody asking her, well, how is the reading public going to... Um, going to see themselves in your books and she says well they read a lot about vampires and werewolves all of my characters are humans and if they can't see themselves in yes, it they have yes, problems yes, yes. Like, oh my god i love her well she had so many great things to say of course she did super intelligent yeah, yeah yeah and so i was really excited to that we were going to read one of her books sooner or later yeah and i was excited because I saw the pirate book, and the cover is so romance novelly. So romance novel. Two hot people on the bow of a ship, their shirts all open, and sex just dripping off of them. Ugh. Ugh. I was real excited to read this book. Great, great, great. And what's um, the other book? And the other book is The Sublime and Spirited Voyage of Original Sin by Colette Moody. All of it. All of it. Just. I want to bathe in it. No, and, and like this particular novel, like just had the ship on the cover, so it didn't yeah, have yeah, the yeah. traditional romance novel right. cover. Yeah, it looked it looked like, and this will sound derogatory. It's not intended that way at all. It kind of the cover looked like a young adult adventure fantasy yes, series. It did. It did. Which is exciting. Yeah. Um, but it was. Uh, but also like this particular author, I'd read some good things about. Great. And so it's just, and her webpage is awesome. Oh, I recommend everybody go to her webpage because she is salty and funny great, and great, great, interesting. Great, great. And so, highly recommend. Great. And what was the documentary again? Oh, the documentary is uh, "Love Between the Covers." And is that on the Netflix? Uh, that's where we saw it. Okay. Yeah. My so husband, yeah, yeah, listeners. Go watch that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure plenty of you already There's have. There's so much. And go the cover... to these authors websites mm-hmm. yeah well, and then the documentary covers like lgbtq authors as well oh, and i how should they watch got it, into it. I? or should and i not should i remain blissfully yeah, unaware no, of I everything you watch it it was okay. really good okay so let's get started all right what should we start with captured let's yay captured, captured okay, great. by beverly jenkins here's what it's from the back cover she was the most irresistible treasure of all <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, already. She was the most irresistible treasure of all, Dominique Levesque. Uh, Should it be Dominique? No, that's right. It's Dominique. Yeah. yeah, Okay, Dominique Levesque, the most notorious pirateer ever to command the high seas, has just captured a coveted prize, a British frigate. On a dangerous mission against the crown, Dominique should be thinking only of his ship's safety, but the rebel captain is utterly entranced by Claire Sullivan. The stunning slave on board, consumed by desire, desperate to have her. Dominic offers Claire her freedom in exchange for a forbidden night in his bed. A night he assures her will be the most pleasurable indeed. Claire believes that Dominic is nothing more than a seductive rogue, used to getting what he wants. But she too feels a tantalizing passion between them, so she submits 
to just one night of bliss. Soon she'll realize that Dominic has captured more than her body, has captured her heart, and she doesn't want to ever let go. Already, I find it problematic. I mean, well, I mean, not problematic. I'm going to say, like, I mean, iffy. Go ahead. Okay, so let's begin, shall we? So it's piratey times. It's like the 1700s, right? Um, first of all, this book has an epigraph. And I'm like, look at you. So fancy. So fancy. But the epigraph includes the phrase, well-limbed Gold Coast slaves. Mm-hmm. So then I wrote the note, strap in, kids. Because <laughs> we got that to deal with. Okay, so it starts with Dominic Levesque, uh, the bastard son of Antoine Levesque, and a freed slave, Marie. Uh, he's returned to his ancestral home because his father has died. And... They're reading the father's will, and he wasn't told about it. But his half-brother, Edward, who is Antoine's son by his wife, Nancine, um, moved up the reading of the will without telling Dominic. He, like, mm-hmm. heard about it through the grapevine. Yeah, so Dominic has to rush there on his horse. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Across the sea on his horse. Because uh, they live in some port town. In France. In France. In France. Right. In case the name Levesque didn't tell you where anyway so the book starts with him showing up as at his ancestral home and the butler's like oh i'm so glad you're here and of course the butler is also a freed black slave and i forget his name um well but only freed because they're in france and france doesn't allow slaves right because he's originally from like the plantation in the caribbean right martinique i think Mm -hmm. yeah um anyway so dominic shows up and Nancine and Edward are like, what the fuck are you doing here? And it's like, ha you tried to trick me. <laughs> he doesn't sound like Dudley Do-Right, I imagine. But <laughs> no, he actually sounds like... Uh, he sounds French? Like, well, French, but also uh, You like, tried to trick me, huh? <laughs> uh, also, we find out right away, um, everyone's pretty sure that Nancine poisoned Dominic's mom, Marie. Right. And also... After Dominic was born and, like, sort of came of age, um, Antoine freed the slaves on his sugarcane plantation, but, like, kept them on as employees. So he was Actual paying. employees. Actual employees. He was paying them. Uh, except for Nancine, who he couldn't marry, but he... But she, Marie. Marie, I'm sorry. Marie. Marie, but she stayed on. Right, she as, was the mistress. Mm-hmm. and But after... Dominic came of age, Antoine would sort of like take him around to like, oh, let's look at our plantation and let's sail over here and blah, blah, blah. And it like makes a point of saying the only reason he was ever allowed in the house is because Antoine wouldn't go see Nancine unless um, she let Dominic come with him. So Edward and Nancine hate him. And like right away, it's like, oh, they're evil, terrible people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Like, there's no hint that there there was ever, like, anything nice about these people at all. Right. Right. It doesn't say it, but you're like, oh, they're evil and racist. We just know this right away. Yeah. Right. So, they read the will, and it turns out that Edward gets everything, including the plantation in Martinique. I think it's Martinique. And Dominic says, like, no, but, like, Dad freed them. They aren't... They aren't slaves. Because Edward's like, oh, I got all the slaves now. And he's like, no, they're they're freed people. And Dominic was like, well, not according to the court. And as soon as this goes through, they're going to be mine. So Dominic's like, 
okay, cool, bro. And just like runs away and takes the butler with him, sails to the plantation, takes all the people, sets the plantation on fire and sails away. Yay! So he becomes a pirate. They like establish a pirate colony. Yeah. Yay! Okay, so cut to a British frigate and uh, Claire Sullivan with no eye. Unlike you. Right, so it's a different Claire. It's not... It's not me. It's not you. It's a different Claire. Claire is uh, the slave of Violet and Victor... Something or other. I don't know, last names, whatever. Sullivan. Sullivan. (laughs) I don't... I I told you I don't read the books. This is where Claire got her last name. (laughs) So... Violet and Victor Sullivan of Savannah, Georgia, who own some sort of plantation or yeah, something, I have, imagine. Yeah, they. but I mean, they're uh, also, it brings up right away that the reason they're on the voyage was to go get money from British relations. Yes. And that failed the, uh, um, uh, the revolution is happening. Yes. So they had gone over to sort of get money from their British relatives, but that had failed. And they mm-hmm, have, like, mm-hmm. very little money. And, like, they don't know which side they're going to be on for the revolution yet. Mm-hmm. It's all been very confusing. And they're going back back to Savannah in, like, shame. With yes. With just a very little bit of cash. Yes. So um, I think it's important to note that Claire is 30. Because mm-hmm. most, so far, as far as I can tell, everyone we've read about is like in their 20s. Yeah. So it's like, oh, only people in their 20s deserve love. That's fine. Um, but Claire is 30, and we find out later she's very well educated. Mm-hmm. She's very well read. She speaks several languages. Because um, they needed, because she was a companion. To uh, Violet. To Violet. Right. And so and, they educated them side by side. Right. Right. W- w- on the one hand, so that if and when they go to Europe where slavery wasn't allowed, they wouldn't know that she was a slave. So they could be like, oh, of course she's not a slave. Look, she speaks all these languages. She's well-read. She's just like our servant that we pay whatever. It's fine. But then also because um, Violet and Victor's aunt, Theodora, who goes by Teddy, uh, made a bet that was like, no, I bet if you actually educated a black person, they would be just as smart as the rest of us. And they're like, I'll take that wager. And then it turns out Claire is super smart. Um, but I wanted to read this quote about Teddy, because she comes up later, and I absolutely love her. Teddy was a walking scandal from her penchant for men's clothing and tobacco-filled pipes to her unabashed support of George Washington, General Washington and the Rebel Army. <laughs> I love, like, right away. I was like, Teddy's the best. I imagine she looks like Dr. Mac from Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Yes, yes, that's exactly yes. what I imagine. Yes. So she's great. Um, and so anyway, so Claire and Violet and Victor are returning from England. And then they get attacked by pirates. Mm-hmm. And of course it's Dominic. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we're going to take all your shit. And then he's like, oh, look at that attractive woman over there. I'll have her too, please. And then Victor and Violet are like, oh, yeah, sure. Like... We're upset, but you have guns at us. Bye, Claire. Bye. Yeah, but then Dominic's real cool because he's like, do you want to come? You don't have to if you don't want to. I would never make you do anything you does don't want to. He does. I he don't does. think he actually does. No, he does. He's like, like it's just like, uh, you're coming. Oh, like, that's right. Because then they're like, no, go. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. 
Anyway. Because, like, this... <coughs> because uh, everything with Dominic is about consent. Because, Almost. Well, well, I mean, like, because he's very much like, slavery is wrong. And, okay, like, y- yeah, so, yes. And so he's always asking, do you really want to do this? Is this what you really want? Right. But then he's like, okay, your options are stay here or come with me, a complete stranger. Okay, bye. So he takes her. There's one point he like literally throws her over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's swearing at him and the crew in all these different languages. And he's like, no, it's fine. I'm going to take you to my island where I live and it'll be great. You'll be free there. And she's like, no, take me home. And he's like, no, but you're going to be free. And she's like, you're keeping me against my will. And he's like, no, you're dumb. You just don't know better because you've been a slave your whole life. Yeah. You don't understand. But then she's like, uh, my children are not free. Right. Turns <laughs> out she has two kids and they have a conversation. He's like, oh, do you have any kids? And she's like, yes, two of them, but they were sold. But we find out later that she knows where they are and she visits them once a week. They're mm-hmm. like, at an, they're together at some other plantation. It's like 12 miles away. So every Sunday she has Sunday off to like go and visit with them. So she does see them every week. She doesn't tell him this. And it's not until later that he's like, oh, maybe she doesn't want to leave her kids behind. I'm like, yes, <laughs> you didn't actually ask you said come with me if you want and then her owners were like no go with him she had no choice in the matter yeah that's true that's true and then he's like you're gonna live on my island and she's like i don't want to and he's like no it's fine because what happens He, he he drops her on the island and then what she doesn't know anyone she has no means of supporting herself anyway i've uh, anyway no no i agree like and as a person who who was free for most of his life. Like, he really... He had an understanding and a sympathy and an empathy, and he was a fighter. Right. But, like, he also didn't have a complete understanding. And so, like, he didn't think of it in the whole picture all the time. Right, right, right. So, on the ship, he's like, so we're gonna fuck, right? And she's like, no. I don't know you. You're also a pirate. Pirates steal and rape and kill people. And he's like, wait, you... You don't want to have sex with me? And she's like, no, I just met you. And he's like, oh, but all women want to have sex with me. And in her her head, she's like, he's very handsome. But like, this isn't the thing to do. I shouldn't be having sex with this guy. Who knows? Because we find out later that she became pregnant with her children because Violet was basically like, hey, you male slave have sex with her now so that they, she could like sell off the kids to raise money, which was awful. And then she also saw, apparently Violet used to be nice and she was courting this or being courted by this guy for like two years. And then he jilted her at the altar. And then after that became, she became an absolute bitch, which she is. So then Claire is like, I've had terrible experiences and I've seen terrible experiences happen around me with men not living up to their promises. So I'm going to be cautious of this guy. And I was like, yes, that's smart. And she calls him out on his shit all the time. Yes. Like when he's like, no, you're free. And she's like, no, I'm here against my will. And he's like, yeah, but, oh. Yeah, so. I will also say though that <coughs> like he did, he did show her that the, uh, this it's problematic. But it, it, mm-hmm. in, in all honesty, he did show her, like, you know, like, boost up her ego. Like, that she did deserve things. Right. Like, the, yeah, there's that one if, point. That if he, if he offers her uh, the bed to sleep in, it's not a trick. 
It's not because he's being cruel and is going to take it away. It's Well, no, but he was like, she's like, where am I going to sleep? And he's like, in my bed. And she's like, okay, then where are you going to sleep? And he's like, in my bed. And she's like, no, then I'll sleep on the floor. Thank you. Um, there's one point where he says to her, you're too beautiful to be a slave. And she says to him, and of no mind to be your doxy. I'm like, yes, girl, yes. She is smart. And there's one point where they're like, do you want food? And in her head, she's like, I want to be obstinate, but also I'm going to need my strength later if I'm going to get out of this shit. So I'm going to eat some food. <laughs> she's she's smart. She knows what she's doing. So I appreciate that. Um, we find out later that um, the crew kind of calls him out on his shit too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's he's their captain, but he also like kept them from being enslaved. And we found out that everyone on the crew is like either a freed slave or like fleeing from the British Navy or wrongful imprisonment or stuff like that. And I read that. I was like, yeah, that's, that was most pirates in history. That was most pirates. Like in real life, most people didn't go like, Oh, let's go get treasure. It's like, Oh, I got drafted into the British Navy against my will. I'm going to leave now. Yeah, But now I can sail. So I'm going to take these skills, but not and hide. Right. So I don't have to fight in some war that I don't Right. And care I'm going to work about. for somebody I actually like. Right. Anyway, so he's sort of like a paternal figure who is also friends with all of his crew. And they sort of like call him out on his shit. And they notice that Clara doesn't fuck him. And they're like, we like her. <laughs> so, and then like she starts to see, like he tells her like, oh yeah, everyone on my crew and everyone on my island paradise, like a bunch of us used to be slaves. We're all fleeing from something. Like, we're together because we want to be safe. And so she starts to realize, like, oh, he, like, has really good intentions but went about things the wrong way. And there's... They come across another ship. I think it's the Amsterdam. Yep. And they're like, oh, we need to kill this guy. And she's like, why? And he's like, he's a slaver who... His specialty is, like, African children. Right. And we have to kill him because that's not okay. And she's like... I agree with that. Okay. Okay. And maybe he's not a terrible guy. So then they start getting, you know, like a little hot and heavy. But they don't kill that guy. They end up no. not killing him. That guy gets away. He and gets away, but they do sink the ship. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's going to bite them in the ass later. Of, co- of course. We all know. He gets away. Whatever. It's fine. Um, so then they start, they commence with heavy petting. The first scene where they're, like, anything happens, he, like gets her off by like rubbing her boobs through her shirt yep and i was like oh okay like it was the way it was described i'm like wait did he pull her boobs out and we didn't even hear it it's like it was through the fabric he was just like ah i'm doing a visual joke yeah i would have to say like as a teenage when i was a teenager and those were part of my first sexual experiences was above the shirt just just I don't know. Fiddly bits. Fiddly bits. Yes, you could absolutely come that way. Okay. And it's great. But I will also say, your nipples hurt for like a couple days after that. Yeah. It's like, it's a good come, but you pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she was wearing like a nicer dress. So it was probably silk. Yeah. As opposed to like a rough spun cotton or something. Okay. And we know that, like, there was absolutely no 
sexual attraction romance involved in the conception of her two children. Right. So this is like the first time and she he finds this out and he's like no, I'm going to like pay to show you that sex can be good. And he says like we're not going to have sex until I like get you back to my island in a real bed in like this fort that he lives in. He's like I'm not going to like have sex with you for the first time on a ship. You deserve better. I'm going to have to say I know I'm skipping ahead, but the place they end up do having sex is probably one of the most magical places we've ever read in any book. Right, right, right. <laughs> and we'll get to it. Okay. But the, so he gets her off by rubbing her nipples, and then he's like, oh, I'm hard in my tight pants. This is so embarrassing. I'm like, how is this embarrassing? You just got her off. And then he's like, I can't be around her because I'm just like so enamored of her. I'm like, you're in a ship full of men. Just like jack off the side of the boat like everybody else does, and you'll be fine. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. It's like... It's okay. Anyway, so then uh, after like a hundred something pages, they finally get to the island paradise, which is called Liberté. Uh-huh. I'm like a little on the nose, don't you think? But whatever, it's fine. But I mean, in, in defense of that on the nose bit, like most of those freed communities had that name. Yes, 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 like, yes. Had something of that because they yeah. were leaving and they're like, you know what we're calling this place? Freetown. Free Freetown. <laughs> Yeah, so there was one part... And good for them. And it's like sticking it to the man in a lot of ways. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, we're an island full of black people? We're calling this liberty. Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, so there's one part where they're... Like, they're pulling into the island, and then people on the island, they have a drum system. So, like, the drums go off to tell the whole island, like, they're back, they're back! And there's one part where it's like... Uh, where does it say... Uh, some of the crewmen spotting loved ones dove off the side of the ship into the water and swam to meet them. And I was just like, oh, that's actually really sweet. Like, yeah. everybody's so excited that they're like husbands, fathers, brothers, sons are home, that like everybody rushes down to the beach. Um, there's one, one of the cabin boys or whatever, James, who's from England, and I assume white. Like, he finds his his fiancé, who's a black woman, like, they're excited to see each other. And then I was like, is this the first interracial couple we've seen so far? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Well, and they're, like, B or C plot. But good for them. Yeah. Happy for them. Um, <clears throat> so she, she, they get to the island. Anna is there. She's, like, the maid. They live in this old Spanish fort. And there's, there's one part where Anna says, um... Like, Clara says something to her, and she says, I'm not sure. For a few more moments, she evaluated Claire silently, then shook her head. You are certainly nothing like the others he's brought here. And she keeps, like, talking about all the other women Dominic has brought. And I was just like, okay, well, at least he's not fucking his way through the island. But Anna, that's some real shade. Like, calm down. Oh. And then Sylvie shows up. Oh, Sylvie. <coughs> Sylvie is Dominic's old mistress, who's just like, I don't know where she has all this money, but she has money. Yeah, but she barely has money. And also, I love her first entrance oh, that's is right. rag tag. Right, right, right. She's in this beautiful green gown that's like frayed at the edges. Yeah, it's like her stockings yeah, it, look like shit. It's, it's and very Claire's like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? Right, it's right very <laughs> Velma Kelly at the end of Chicago, just before they do the duet. <laughs> It's like, oh, I have holes in my stockings and, like, whatever, whatever. And she's like, Dominic, I'm back! And Dominic's like, 
why? And then in her head, Claire's like, oh my God, he's going to go sleep with her because she's experienced and they have a history and I'm just going to be like left here and then I'm never going to see my kids again. And I do have to say, so of all the books we've read so far where the women have no self-esteem, it's like, oh, he's going to love her instead. Like, that's it. But for her, it's like, I'm going to be trapped on this island and never see my kids again. I'm like, no, that's a real concern. I, yes, yes. It's a real problem. That's a real problem. We need to take this very seriously. Yeah. And like, I mean, and and right away he's like, oh no, no, we can make a plan to take your kids back. And she's like, I have no reason to trust that this plan will pull off Mm -hmm. and that will put my children's lives in danger. Right, right, right. Nothing about that. He's like, I don't understand why not. He's, she's like, cause I want my children to live. Right. She's like, I want to see them. And like, have them as my children, but more than that, I want them to be alive. And he's like, you're dumb. Anyway, so then he sends Sylvie on her way. And one of the like merchants who lives on the island or something, it's like, oh, you're not selling guns for enough. Go away. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Um, and, and then at this point, there's a lot of island. Business. <coughs> yeah. A lot of island business. Yeah. But the long and short of it is that Dominic's like, oh, I have to go take care of unloading the cargo or whatever. And Claire's like, I'm just sitting around doing nothing. So she's like, hey, Anna, can I help? And Anna's like, wait, what? I don't understand. And Claire's like, no, I want to, like, help with things. But I did appreciate Anna was like, you know you're not a slave anymore and you don't have to do things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I mean, but I'm good at doing things, so I should do something. And it's, and it's, it's different because she's like, no, I don't feel, I feel obligated to because you are, like, my hosts, not because I, like, have to because I'm a slave. It's like, no, like, I'm on this island. You guys are, like, putting me up and, and like, feeding me and mm-hmm. clothing me. And, like, I'm not doing anything else. I just want to, like, help out. Well, in the really beautiful path, narrative passages where she's talking about what it feels like and the difference where, like, she can stop mm-hmm. and like put her work down for a second and daydream. Yes. And that that's yeah, yeah, and yeah. like she can just like enjoy the way the sky looks. Yes. Yeah, like she was able to watch a sunset for the first time because she'd never had time to look at a sunset before. Right. She's like, no, this is great. And so she ends up Anna sort of like in her daily chores goes around the island checking in with everyone and like, oh, like I finished that chair for so-and-so. Can you bring it to them? And so she brings it to them. The next person's like, oh, can you go pick up this thing from the doctor for me? Blah, blah, blah. So, like, Claire ends up meeting a bunch of people on the island and, like, helping with different stuff. And everyone's like, hey, do you know who's really great? Claire. Claire's really great. Do you know who's really awful? All those other bitches that Dominic's been (laughs) fucking. Everywhere she goes. Everywhere she goes. Every single one of them. Because they're like, oh, most of them just, like, sit in the fort expecting to be pampered. It's like, oh, you're like... Being nice. Okay. Well, and I thought this was, like, a good way to show, like, here's a community that works just like any other community mm-hmm. where they have a hard time mm-hmm. getting some supplies, some stuff is Right, hard. right, right. It's- they also grow sugar cane. Right. So they do have... Um, Something to export. They have money coming in, but apparently not enough that they have to still go pirate. Right. Well, I mean, it's still an island. It's still an island. But I think... But it- there's a ferry to... Wherever. Wherever. Um, but it wasn't a utopia. No. Is what I mean to say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was a fantasy, but it wasn't a utopia. And I thought that was really lovely. Yes. And I thought, and I really enjoyed, like, it was just, look at, this is all that they want. 
mm-hmm. and look how lovely it is. And there's dumb gossip and people who yeah, who are yeah. trying to get together in a camp. And there's a big there's a wedding when they get back. Yeah. I think it's is it James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. James and his bride they get married, and it's like a whole like the whole island is like yay wedding. Yeah, and the whole time Dominic and Claire are trying to fuck. And they yeah. just can't, they, they can't have to, they're so they're busy. <laughs> busy doing this, busy doing that. And this is the first book where, you know, like, sh- the heroine is stuck with the guy and they hate each other, but then she ends up falling in love with him. This is the only book that I'm like, okay, no, I get it. Because, like, yeah, he took you away and that wasn't the right thing to do. But also it's like, oh, he, like, sinks slaving ships and he has this whole community that he's like, looking after and she sees she has a chance to see his good intentions and that he is a good person yeah and then they bone like Mm -hmm. crazy yeah because they go up to this they go up to yeah so there's a special little like half dilapidated cottage up near a waterfall where the tradition is like whenever you get married that's where you go up for your wedding night and you just come back when you're done yeah so poor Anna has to like schlep food and towels all the way up there and sheets. Water poor water Anna, water she has to clean all those sheets. Oh God! Oh. oh, poor Anna. Poor Anna. But I'm gonna have to say that place was magical. <laughs> it was. And the sex they had was magical. It was great. And he was like, because they were at the top of the waterfall, and he's like, "Come into the pool with me." And she's like, "But it's daytime. I can't be naked in daytime." And he's like, "Yeah, you can." I'm just like, oh, I'm so naughty. And then they fuck. Like, fuck, 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 For fuck, days, fuck. for days. And and it was delightful and lovely and yeah, caring yeah, yeah. and um, sensual. Right. It was good. It was good sex. So then eventually she's like... And exhaustive. Oh, exhaustive. <laughs> <clears throat> so then eventually she's like, oh, this is what it's like to be free. I want this for my kids. Can you really pull it off? Dominic's like, of course I can. I already made the plan. No problems. And Claire's like, no, but really, if things go tits up, like it's a real problem. It's like, no, it's fine. Just like, okay, sure. I'll trust this dumb idiot. So they start a plan. I think it's a stupid plan. Oh, oh, I I agree (laughs) 100%. Like it's too convoluted. It's so awful. Like they really should have just done what he ended up doing. Right. Okay. <laughs> so the plan was that he would drop her off at Teddy's house uh-huh. and be like, I'm done with her. You can have her back. So then Teddy would bring her back to Violet and Victor. And then the next Sunday when she was able to go visit her kids, they would be waiting so that she could like sneak them away somewhere because they well they'd go for their walk yeah 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 because walk them by the dock yeah because just walk off the boat <laughs> off the boat and leave because the Sullivans yes Sullivans would often let her they let her go to the other plantation alone and then the owners of the other plantation would usually let her sort of walk around with her kids alone right because they're like oh it's Claire we can trust Claire so they're like oh we don't need to follow her around so yeah she was just gonna like take the kids and walk up the boat um so they're like okay we're gonna do it and was the waterfall the the last night because yeah. they knew that they knew they're about to leave so he's yeah. like I'm gonna fuck you on top of a waterfall so they do that um <clears throat> excuse me um so then they get on the boat they find out that Atlanta is being sieged 
some other like that they have to get through to get to Savannah yeah. is being sieged because the revolution is happening and yeah, they're like yeah, shit yeah. what are we gonna do eventually it works out they take her to Teddy's house um they have to get through the French line I think yeah the yeah and they 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 say they're sticking around because they're like selling s- smuggled silks and things mm-hmm. Teddy brings her girlfriend Everyone's like, oh, it's this woman that Teddy's with all the time. And we're like, no, they're fucking. Get it, Teddy. <laughs> Get it, Teddy. Um, so she drops her off. At, they drop her off at Teddy's house. And Teddy's like, oh, okay, sure. That's fine. Um, Teddy's right away like, why are you doing this? <laughs> right, right, right. Teddy's like, I don't understand. Um, and the whole time Claire thinks that Teddy, like, she's like we look at Teddy like oh she's so progressive but honestly she still has slaves and she's she still <coughs> treats those slaves like subhuman <coughs> of course then later Teddy's like oh, oh no 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 <laughs> they're my friends and I pay them like under the table under the table and they can leave anytime they want to and we also find out that Teddy's like oh no I I figured out right away you were trying to rescue your kids <laughs> Go do that. <laughs> Why are you waiting? Yay, Teddy. Anyway, so Teddy takes Claire back to the Sullivans. To to Victor and Violet. And there's another slave that they've just gotten. So, like, Claire... I forget her name. Dot. Dot. I was going to say Dottie. It was in the back of my mind. Um, So, they start sort of, like, Claire's training. Because, of course, Violet's like, oh, you're back. Great. Because Dot doesn't know how to press my dresses. <clears throat> that she still goes and buys every season, even though they have no money. No money. Absolutely no money. We find out very shortly after that the Victor's been in love with her this whole time. But mm-hmm. he's like, I can't because she's a slave. What am I going to do? And then he like has a conversation with her that's like, oh, what happens? It's something like he corners her and he's like, I've always loved you, but I know we can't do anything. And she kind of, it is full of side eye. Because she's right. like, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, because before that they're at dinner and like... Somebody mentions being free, and Teddy asks Claire in front of every, or Victor asks Claire in front of everyone, like, what would you do if you were going to go free? And of course, Claire in front of everyone was like, well, that's never going to happen mm-hmm. because she's smart. And then Victor realizes, like, oh, people don't want to be slaves. How odd. I don't understand. Whatever. Yeah, and so then when they have that. <coughs> When they have that conversation, it's just a bunch. She's just she's just working so hard not to roll her eyes at everything. He's right, saying. right, right. Uh, uh. And and like and I get it um, because that weird ass dinner party, because Teddy was there and also like a whole bunch of other people, but also the pirate king who was mm-hmm. pulled up, like was also invited to the party just to make Claire uncomfortable because Violet's a bitch. I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Violet was Violet brought Claire to be like. Oh, this guy that raped you? I'm going to shove him back in your face. <laughs> yeah, because that's also the thing going around that uh, Claire was raped. Yeah. By the pirate. By the pirate. Which, anyway. So then, eventually, Claire's like, okay, fine. All this is done. It's almost Sunday. I'm going to, like, go see my kids. Everything's going to be great. And then, just before that, like, two days, or, like, the Friday night, Violet's like, Start packing. We're going up to wherever, Charleston or wherever. Because now that you're back, we don't need Dot anymore. So we're going to go sell her. And she's like, oh, okay. But I want to go. And she's like, no, it's we're going. Come on, let's go. So they go up to Charleston or wherever. Um, and Sylvie and 
the Dutch guy from the Amsterdam show up. Bum, bum, bum. And they recognize her and they're basically like, here's a sack of money. We're going to take her. Thanks. And Violet's like, okay, sure. And she grabs the money and then she gets killed by a horse. Oh my God. Yeah, Violet like turns around and just like she walks in. She walks into the street and then she's dead. So sudden. <laughs> I was like, what the f- it was right. insane. And spoiler. And Claire's just like, well, that sucks, but I'm okay with it, but also that sucks. Yeah, spoiler, this is when people just start dying suddenly. Oh, man. It's, it gets crazy from here It gets out. crazy. But now, like, the Dutchman and Sylvia are like, we bought you, let's go. And Dot was like, ah! and runs away. Dot was super smart. Dot runs back to the pirates, and she's like, this is what happened! Dominic, Dominic! Dominic, Dominic, what do we do? Meanwhile, Dominic sort of, like, they they find out, and because they Dot sees them take Claire onto his ship. So they're like, ah! <coughs> Sorry, I'm dying. So, um, then, um, Dominic's like, ah! So he stakes out the plantation where the kids are and he he's like how am i gonna recognize them they both look exactly like claire so he's like oh those are the kids yeah i'm gonna grab them and go if i need to which he does because it turns out that they turn claire over to edward the half brother bum, bum, bum. anyway so he does what he should have done in the first place that claire should have trusted that he could do which was just go in and grab the kids just go and take the kids and just be like hey i know your mom and they're like but really, and it's like, yeah, and also, like, you're gonna go be free and live on my island? Because like, I'm a pirate. And they're yeah. like, sure. And the, the little boy's like, oh, can I also just, like, be one of the guys on your on your boat? And he's he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so mature for, like, a 13-year-old or whatever. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so then um, Clara ends up back on Martinique because Edward has started up the plantation again that Dominic burned down. And apparently he can't, like... He's working slaves literally to death. That he's like, oh, my plantation's understaffed because my slaves keep dying. What am I going to do? And Claire's like, you're going to be sorry. And he's like, no, I'm not. And then, like, he gets, oh, and that's right, that's right. And then he invites her to dinner. And then Scene tries to poison her but ends up poisoning him. And then she gets, oh, and then there's, the Dutchman has a bodyguard who has no tongue. And then he, and so then Edward's dead. And Claire's like, oh, what am I going to do? And then Nancine tries to attack her. And then the bodyguard with no tongue stabs Nancine. Just like people dying left and right out of nowhere. Yeah, no, like it went crazy this part. It just got insane. Like, I, like, it was hard to follow. Yes. Like suddenly, and it was like, like. The best part was that Claire was sort of like a princess in the tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was being held by these terrible people. But at the same time, it was like... (coughs) I felt like the writer was sort of locked into a corner. Yeah. Like, she didn't know how to get out anymore. She's like, like, what do I do? poison that person, stab that person, and throw that person over into the sharks. And, um... Oh, that's... Yeah, somebody got at by sharks. Like, it was just nuts. Right, and then the bodyguard is like you know, without a tongue, so he can't speak, just sort of takes Claire in a rowboat. She's like, what is going to happen? And he's like, nothing. He just takes her to Dominic. <laughs> yeah, they end up on some other island. Like, they get spotted. It all works out. They chase down the Dutchman and, on an island. Right, and they're and, like... Um, and the girl. 
And Sylvie. And Sylvie, yeah. They chase down the Dutchman and Sylvie. They find Sylvie. They just, like, throw her in the water, right? No. They're like, bye, bitch! No, 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 no. The, um, the bodyguard goes up and tracks them down and cuts off their heads and puts them on stakes. Is it both of them or yeah, just... I think it's both of them. Okay. <laughs> But then the but then the bodyguard like disappears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he disappears into the night. He did his thing. Because he's like, I killed that guy and put his head on a stake. Bye. Which makes Dominic actually a almost a bloodless pirate in a lot of ways. Besides like Yeah, he didn't kill anyone. Yeah, he didn't like directly. He's, he sunk a ship. Yeah, he sunk That's a ship. That's all he did. Yeah, but he didn't like kill any of the bad guys. Because oh, also he never paid for prostitutes. Yep. Which is at the beginning. He's like, women love me. I don't have to pay for prostitutes. I'm like, he's not really a pirate. He doesn't kill anyone and he doesn't pay for sex. He barely drinks in this whole thing, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. Anyway. (laughs) So then. Because we haven't had enough of a deus ex machina. We find out that the will was fake. Yes. Even though everybody's dead, so it doesn't matter. Everybody's dead, so it doesn't matter. It turns out that Edward was also a bastard from a from that Nancine from an affair Nancine had before she got married to Antoine. So Edward wasn't even Antoine's kid, and then Dominic was, despite the fact that he wasn't married to Dominic's mother Marie. Also, the name of the boat is the Marie. Right. Dominic's boat. Um, so they're all back together. Claire's with her kids. That part was really sweet. It really was. And she, like, is talking with her son, who's very mature, and she's like, we don't really know each other, do we? And he's like, no, but we'll have time. And it's like, oh, good yeah. kid. Good kid. Anyway, so all of a sudden, Dominic has all this land and money in France, and everything's fine. Yep. The end. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> Should we start the next book? Let's do it. Okay, okay. The sublime... I'm doing great. I'm doing great today. The Sublime and Spirited Voyage of Original Sin by Colette Moody. Mm, So good. Okay. The Gulf of Mexico, 1702. When pirates of the square rigger Original Sin steal ashore to abduct a doctor to tend to their wounded, they end up settling for the doctor's attractive fiancée, Celia Pierce the town seamstress. Together with Gail Malvern, daughter of wounded pirate captain Madman Malvern, Celia becomes a reluctant participant in an unexpectedly thrilling journey through the Caribbean. For Gail, Celia's presence is at first a welcome and shapely distraction, but as her attraction to the seamstress deepens, she realizes that Celia comes to mean more to her than is almost certainly prudent. As Celia and Gail navigate the perilous territories of gypsies, prostitutes, mercenaries, and slave traders, they forge a partnership born of necessity that Gail soon hopes will veer away from insurmountable danger and instead detour directly to her bed. So there we go. Yay! (laughs) So Claire, what really happens? Okay, well, this book starts off in the middle of a fight. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Right away. Ugh. There's just like blood and mm-hmm. and like fighting. Explosions. And it's, oh, it's just like the, we're in the middle of a battle between two ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody turns out dead and the other person's like, oh, bugger. Yeah. Like, it's great. Oh, right away. The and excitement. As it, as it calms down, we realize the captain is also wounded. Ah. And the and the doctor is dead. No. <laughs> so we have to get like a new doctor to like 
fix the captain. Unfortunately, they are just off the coast of right, Florida. Right. Also, his daughter, Gail, is like, I know enough to, like, strip this dead guy's shirt off and, like, try and staunch the wounds and all that. So, like, I can I can try and get him stable, but he needs to see a real doctor kind of thing. Right. So she sends two guys off onto land to go look for a real doctor. And that's where we leave the first chapter. Oh, and it's, oh, it's like, so exciting. It's, like, it's just like right away. Like where Dominic was a bloodless pirate, Gail is a bloody pirate. Oh, she is a very She's bloody like pirate. Bloody dread Gail. Oh. oh, it's it's so good. So um, so that's where we leave the first chapter. We pick up on the mainland. In Florida? In Florida. Yeah. Uh, with Spanish this, Florida. With this sniveling, oh. awful guy. And uh, honestly, like, he's terrible. Philip. Philip. But the description of him and his thoughts and being in his head is so much fun. It's, it is a lot of it's, fun. Because it's so, he's such a terrible guy. He's a terrible, he's a British doctor living in Spanish Florida who, I don't know how he ended up there, but he's like, I hear Spaniards eat babies. What am I doing here? Yeah, and he hates being a doctor. He hates being a doctor. He hates being in a Spanish territory. He just wants to be a rich he dude. Hates, he hates people who aren't white. He doesn't hate them, but he's like, all the women here aren't white, so they aren't as attractive, except for Celia with her big white boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Although he does have a hard-on for uh, the Spanish ladies, uh, but only for sex. But he yes. also doesn't want to have sex with them. Because yeah, it's... he's strangely virginal because he's a horrific guy. Right. And even though Celia is his fiance, she still has to call him doctor, whatever. Like, she can't call him Philip, even though they're affianced. Right. And he's and very. And I love saying that word. <laughs> affianced. And he's very excited about in the future having sex with her and getting to touch her boobs. And motorboat her. He wants to motorboat her. <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't say motorboat, but it's like. He dreamed of putting her face in her bosom and just like... <laughs> See, he wants to vote about it. It's, it's, but like, and he's so terrible, but it's really written in a fun way. Yeah. And so we get right away that he's this just jerk. Um, he's home preparing for some dinner and his fiance comes in. Celia. Celia. She's a seamstress. Uh, her father's a tailor. With black hair and blue eyes. Yes. Mm. And she's very good at what she does, and she's mm -hmm. bringing over a vest or something. And she's very pretty. Very pretty. And we go into her head immediately, and she's like, I hate this guy, but whatever I gotta do, I guess I gotta do it. Right? She's. It's sort of like, well, he's the only other British guy, so this is who my dad wants me to marry. Yeah. And like, what else am I gonna do with and my life, right? Not Spanish herself. She's British. I think her mother was Spanish. Right. Yeah, that so makes her, sense. So her father is British. I think her mother was... Right. Her father's British. Her mother was Spanish. Well, like Floridian. Like a right. Spanish colonial. Right. So, <laughs> uh, which counts for the dark hair and like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's bustier and she's got big hips. Uh -huh. um, so she's 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 coming to drop something off with her fiance, and she's just full of eye rolls. She's like, I'm not having it with this guy. This guy's the worst. <laughs> I hate everything about it. She's him. like, the thought of having sex with him just chills my blood. Right, but she doesn't know what else to do with her life, and this, it, is, which is fair. This is where she is, and he'll take her up north, which is that's sort right. Of the goal. That's right. That's right. That's right. He wants right. to yeah, move yeah, up yeah. to Boston or something, and she mm -hmm. wants to go to yeah. So. Because she does, like, she does have a decent relationship with her parents, but she's like, I'm kind of sick of this place. 
Yeah, but right away he's a total jerk to her. And he's like, wait here, I have to go change. She calls him Philip, and he's like, no, 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 that's improper. You must call me Dr. Whatever, whatever. Right, so he leaves Dr. Dickenballs. Yeah. So he leaves the room, and suddenly, bursting into the room, are two pirates. And they're like, who's the doctor? And they look super piratey. Super piratey. Yeah. And she has enough presence of mind. Scars. Dirty, oh, yeah. bloody cutlasses. cutlasses. They look super pirate. R, where's the Doctor Miardi? <laughs> Every day, do that. And Celia has enough presence of mind to go. Oh, they want to kidnap a doctor. Right, right, right. I'm not gonna let that happen. All I have to say is he's not here. Yeah, she's like he's away tending to someone. Right, or like, and you know, so they're like, well, what do you do? She's like. Seamstress. I don't know. She's like, well, you'll have to do because we don't have all night to go search the fucking town. And she's like, oh, I don't think that sounds great. And they're like, nah, it's fine. And they sling her over their shoulders. And meanwhile, the doctor's in there shitting his fucking britches. Like, right. I'm so glad they didn't kidnap me. Right. He's like, oh, that's a shame about Celia. But there's that other hot lady that'll be at the dinner tonight that I can try and fuck. That is literally what he says. Oh, he's such a dick. So meanwhile, they take Cel- Celia to the ship. And uh, Gail is there. And like right away, they assess each other like... Celia looks at Gail like, oh, look at that red-haired, beautiful woman. Like, her hair is everywhere. She's What's like, she doing on a boat? What's she doing on a boat? She must be one of the she whores. She must be one of the whores. <laughs> yeah. But for being a whore, she seems really in charge. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Gail is like, this isn't a doctor. Who, she's what? hot and all, but she's it's not like, a doctor. What, what'd you guys do? <laughs> and they're like, uh, she was at the doctor's office. And she's like, you idiots. But... And they've got turns, no choice. Turns out that, because uh, Madman Malvern, Celia's dad, had like buckshot in his stomach or something. And she was able to fish most of it out. And so like they just needed someone to like stitch him up. And hey, guess who's good at stitching things? A, A seamstress. seamstress. So it all kind of works out. Well, and she'd sort of watched her fiance do stuff and didn't get a sick stomach. So. Right, right, right. So like. They were, like, through combined efforts between Celia and Gail, they're already working real well together. They stitch up the they stitch up the captain and try to take the wounded ship. They won the battle. They did. But they, so they have to take the wounded ship into port. Right. And then, of course, they're like, okay, well, we need to get the captain to a doctor, but we can't, like, take him to civilization because he's a wanted man because he's a pirate. He's a, he's a notorious pirate. He has a nickname. His nickname is Madman. Yeah. Madman Malvern. Yeah. That's not his real name. He has a, a, a nickname because he's so notorious. So there's like a particular island where there's a particular guy at a particular tavern who like owes them a favor. So they're like, okay, we'll go there. And Celia's like, okay, well, he's stitched up. That took all night. Can I go home now? And they're like, no, we cast off hours ago. We're already on our way to this island. And she's like, well, okay. Like, <laughs> and it's kind of one of the best things where they're like, here, here's what we're going to do. We need a real doctor. You're not a real doctor. So why don't you just hang out with us for a little bit and then we'll drop you off back in Florida when we've got time. And she's like, well, I should get a letter to my dad. And they're like, no, no, no. I mean, we're going to be back before that letter even gets there. Yeah. We don't, we'll don't want to keep you. We'll be real <laughs> quick. And Celia's like, okay, well... And then she realizes that Gail is acting captain. And she's like, okay, well, like, yeah, I got kidnapped, but I trust them. Yeah. I'll just, like, make the best of the situation, well, right? And then, well, and she says, she's like, I guess I'm on an adventure. 
Yeah. And she takes that for what it means. Like, I'm on an adventure. I don't know what's going to go. And she kind of, like, is excited. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she gets her own cabins, which I thought, I thought that was the most unrealistic part of the book. <laughs> but right, it was right. fine. It was we fine. I'm a, not well, questioning it. it you was, know, I assume, maybe I just, like... It was a teeny boat. <laughs> maybe I just inferred this. Or maybe I actually read it. But I think a, a couple people got bumped into another cabin. Yeah. To make room for her. No, I agree. I'm because, pretty sure that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm still, like... Well, right. and here's something, because I'm not going to mention it again, because it's mentioned so much in the book, but I need to outline it. All the time, she's like, what's life like on a, on a pirate ship? And everybody's like, oh, we rape the shit out of ladies. All the time. All the time. Ladies be raped all the time. And she's like, I don't think I like that. <laughs> and they're like, well, too fucking bad. And then Gail's like, no, don't rape her. And they're like, yeah, but she's like, no, don't rape her. And they're like, I guess. Cool. We'll just rape each other, And I I'm going to say this. No rapes happened. Fact. Yeah, no rapes happened this uh, time. Some fact, rapes almost happened. Some rapes Not by happened. anyone on this ship, though. No, and in fact, all of these pirates on this ship, besides being tough motherfuckers, yeah. seem really pleasant. They're really nice. It's, it's, they're <laughs> they have interesting... jokes. There's a couple of gay guys, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's an interesting juxtaposition between this book and Captured... Because, like, they kind of follow the same beats, but if you compare the characters, like, they're, like, Gail and Dominic are very similar in that they're, like, every woman wants me. I've never had to pay for sex before. And then, like, the crews, like, kind of give their captain shit and stuff. But the crew of Original Sin are, like, real pirates. And Gail's, like, I need to keep these guys in line until my dad gets better, because if they mutiny, they're going to rape and kill me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, always hanging over the ladies' heads. Always. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. guys don't want women on boats because they attract attention. They make uh, they make problems because... They have vaginas. Because they have vaginas, but so everybody will be fighting over them. Like, there's this one scene where it's like, well, what happens to a lady on a boat? Well, first the captain has his way with her, and then every other seaman on the ship can rape her They until go she's down dead. the ranks. Right. And then whenever she's dead, they just... Like, they, like, tie her to one of the railings on the side of the boat so that when she's dead, they can just cut the ties and just... She's already there to flip over into the water. Right. Right. Yeah, it was graphic. It was real graphic. But they also do have sort of this sort of camaraderie. Like, when they finally, when they get to this tavern to find this... He's not even really a doctor. He's, like, the owner of the tavern who used to be a doctor, I guess. Right. I don't know. There's this bit where um, Gail's like, oh, I don't want to have to... To one of the crewmen, like, I don't want to have to carry you back to the ship again. And and Gail, or Celia's like, oh, I don't know, whatever. Um... Oh, you have to carry him? And Gail's like, yeah, he has this trouble with his legs. Every time he gets too drunk, every time he passes out drunk, they stop working. <laughs> so they're still chummy. They it's are. just like, there are, like, there is a clear and present danger all the time. Yes. So Gail feels a lot of pressure because she's like, I got to do this one to, like, make sure the crew that's been with us forever doesn't mutiny. One, because to, like, disrespect my father. And then also I'll get raped and killed. Yeah, but I think... So, so that's all over the book, and so I'm not going to mention it because every single other chapter they they're going to mention it at least twice. Yeah. Um, but what I will also say is like <clears throat> Celia, like she's real game. She's like, she okay, is. I guess like whatever we're doing, and she she plays. She's a good outsider person, so she can ask questions mm -hmm. on behalf of the audience. Like, right. What's happening now? 
Where are mm-hmm. we? What is Grog? What, what? is this? Like, I, I didn't know that. I found that super interesting. We'll go and say. So Grog, they take their, you know, their stores of drinkable water and they put whiskey in it. Or rum in this Rum. Place. Yeah. And not a lot, just enough that the alcohol keeps the water from spoiling. Yep. So they call it grog. And I was like, that's super smart. And it's not enough to get everybody drunk. No. Nope. But it also sounds like it doesn't taste very good. Yeah. Well, because the water is also sitting around, but also the water that yeah. doesn't go putrid. It's enough water that you stay hydrated, but there's enough rum in there to keep it from going putrid. To, right. to keep it potable. Yeah. So, and I thought this was, yeah. So and at a- the, the same time, too, it's like, oh, hey, Colette Moody, you did research. Yes. And obviously, uh, Beverly Jenkins did research for her book also. Right. No, so. I don't want to say that they didn't. They both did like, lots of research. Um, so, so yeah. So, but I think Celia acts as, and she's never annoying. I never found her like, like, like stupid. The, the, the questions weren't like, what's the pirate ship? No, it was none of that. It was, it was very <laughs> much, you know. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, that's how I ask questions. Everybody at work is very annoyed with me. <laughs> <laughs> they send emails about her all the time. But she doesn't play the dumb woman. Mm-mm. Like, there's Mm-mm. never a moment where she's the dumb lady that everybody has to explain things to. Yeah. She's genuine questions. And a lot of the questions are, I've heard this about pirates. Is that true? Right. And sometimes it is. And sometimes, and sometimes it, it is. Isn't. And sometimes it isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is also kind of just collapse the next couple of scenes that happen when they're, it's not Port Royal, but it's like a town like Port Royal. Yeah. Where they're just doing ship business. They got to go. Ship and like, business. They have to find crew to replace the crew that's dead, including, and I know you don't want to drag this out, but I just want to bring up Molly. Oh, yeah. Who's an absolute spitfire. She shows <laughs> up. She's Irish. And they're like. Why should we bring you on the boat? She's like, because I'm fucking awesome. And they're like, she doesn't say that. But they're like, okay, yeah, sure. They're like, well, we already have two ladies. Why not another one? Well, it's because she's a woman who passed as a man on two or three other ships. Right. That's right. She, she, the last one found her out and kicked her off. Right, or rather, just, she escaped without being raped. Right, but they. Oh, she also served on them for long enough. Yes, yes, yes. Served. So she ha- she is an experienced sea woman. Yeah, so sea person. So she's great. So they have they bring on her. Um, at some point, they also talk to a gypsy woman who gives them their fortune. And I'm not going to go too far into this because I, f- I thought the fortune part was the dumbest part of the book. It was it. It gave us the beats ahead of time, and it kind of gave our characters like a mission in right. a way. I think it could have been developed a little bit better, but it was basically like adding to Celia's adventure. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, there's a prophecy from a gypsy woman. Like, how can you? How can you get anything better than that, right? Yeah, there's like you, you know, a woman from Seven Sisters will give you trouble, and there'll be a fire, in the and sky. you have to rescue or whatever, whatever. Yeah, stuff like that. And this gives they get a new doctor. Well, and that's part of the James. prophecy. So what ends up happening is so they listen to the prophecy, and at this point, Celia and Gail are flirting. But Celia's straight. Well, as far as she knows. As far as she knows, this is one thing that irked me a lot. She did the whole thing where it's like, well, I'm not attracted to women, but then she finds out that Gail is like a ladies lady. Like, Gail gets around, and then she gets all pissy. And she's like, what do you mean you sleep with other women? And Gail, right away, Gail was like, we should have sex. And she was like, no. 
But then when other women flirt with Gail, she is all, meh. Like, she gets all strumpy. And it's just like, well, I, figure I, your shit out, girl. Agreed. Agreed. I Ugh. also have to say it was very teenagery. Like, so it made me feel like Celia's never been put in a position where she'd ever have to think about sex at all. Yeah, like which like, is true. Of course I'm straight because I'm surrounded by straight people and you shouldn't mm-hmm. have sex with ladies. And then suddenly, like, all this sexual energy is happening. She's like, well, I guess anything goes. Right. I don't know what's happening anymore. And I'm, if I'm, if I'm remember, remembering correctly, Celia's a virgin. Oh, yeah. So. And she's like, she, like, she was living her life under the... Uh, assumption she's like well I guess I'm gonna have to fuck Philip because he's my husband and he's gross right <laughs> that's what sex is fucking yeah. gross people fucking gross people which it sometimes is sometimes. let's be honest but I would say like Ugh. the flirtation between the two of them was organic and mm-hmm. often funny and never like they were both so witty too like some of the witty. dialogue is way snappy yeah and it doesn't like verge too much onto like sometimes the overly um like, they talked about it being innuendo-y, and it was, but it was actually just funny. And yeah. it was just nice. It was really dry, too, which I yeah. appreciated. Well, and there was also, like, because Gail wasn't going to just take her into bed. She was just having a good time. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we're just flirty? Just being fun flirty? Cool. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, and so I thought that was great. So she, the, she's like, this is interesting. Okay. So the, But all that to say, they have a heightened relationship between the two of mm-hmm. each other. And Gail wants to protect Celia. But in a way, it's like, oh, this is a person we kidnapped. We should protect her. And also, she's cute. And Celia's like, I don't know. I can make this captain do whatever I want because I'm hot. Right. <laughs> also, there, there are a lot of times where Gail's like, okay, well, we got to go do this thing. Like, we can leave you here if you want and then, like, take you home on your way back. And Celia's like... No, I'll go. I'm the gypsy adventure. prophecy. Right. So yeah. the gypsy prophecy says all these things will happen. One of the things that kind of ends up happening is, um, so they meet up with James, who's a doctor, and he says, I need to get on board a ship that's going to take me to a place because my sister was kidnapped by pirates. From a brothel. From a brothel. Why my sister was in a brothel, I have absolutely no idea. And Gail... And- Gail turns like, to Celia and is like, oh, because she was looking for some poon. Because she's <laughs> she's a big lezzy who wanted to have sex. And, and James like, was like, no, of course not. <laughs> and Celia's like, ladies do that? And and Gail goes, I do that. <laughs> no, Gail doesn't do that. No, no, Gail does that. She doesn't go to brothels. She 100% goes to brothels. No, she says that she never had to pay for sex. Yeah, but she goes to brothels. That, see, there's oh, a difference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how okay. sexual prowess is shown off in both these books that we read. You can walk up to a whore and she's all like, oh, I like you so much, it's for free. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> one of them, I forget if it was Dominic or Gail, but one of them's like, oh, yeah, I once had a hooker tell me, like, I should be paying you. Yeah, that was Dominic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. No working girl would say that. Uh, Not unless you want more money. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of a long con. Yeah. Anyway, so so James needs to get on board to go and rescue his sister. And he says, I'll work for free and do whatever as long mm-hmm. as we try to track down my sister. And Celia's like, Gail, we should totes do this as part of the prophecy. And Gail's like, oh, I don't think so. That sounds like a bad idea. But then, like, she gets all soft on the inside. Yeah. And it's like, okay, sure. Yeah, got- there's a bit where the prophecy is, like, taken by the seven sisters or something and the ship that pirate who kidnapped Anne is James's sister. The ship that kidnapped her is the Pleiades. Yeah. Which is, so like, she's like, it's the prophecy! Yeah. So they go rescue a 
lady. Right, but what happens in between... Okay, so then the whole rest of this book... And they leave the dad behind. They leave the dad... To well, recoup. Because, yeah. Yeah, the, the, whole, the bar owner, who's a doctor, I guess, is like, he'll be fine, he just needs to rest. And we're told right away that the old captain does have a treasure hoard a out there somewhere. A secret treasure. And, they may, and so you know right away, at some point, we're going to go seek out right. this pirate treasure. It was treasure. something that he and, like, two other guys... Stole, but the two other guys are Part dead. Part of the Spanish main. Yeah, so the two other guys are dead. So it's all his. All the treasure is his. And he wants to... He's like, well, I might be retiring soon. So let's go get that treasure. Yes. And oh. I was half convinced that it was going to be like, pictures of Gail as a child <laughs> or something stupid like that. No. It turns out to be real treasure. It's, it's from the Spanish main. So exciting. <laughs> so... Um, but the whole rest of this book, I want to say, like, it feels like vignettes in some ways, where there's, yeah. like, there's really great adventure stuff that happens. They fight a bunch of battles, and Gale kicks everyone's ass. Oh, Like, yeah. nobody dies except the people they're fighting. They steal all kinds of treasure, all kinds of loot. Yeah, well, they head out from port, and they... They have to fix up the. Sh- they have to fix up the ships. And yeah, they have yeah, a yeah. little party and fix up the ship. Oh, yeah, on the island where they have to like beach it so they can scrape the barnacles off, and they find two carpenters to like fix it up. And right, stuff, and, yeah. and then they come upon another a merchant vessel, and she just goes on board and just fucking kills everybody. Yeah, and you see that like though she she entices the captain on, and then she just like runs him through. Right, because he's an asshole. Yeah, he, like he's a terrible guy. So Celia. Molly and Gail put on nice dresses and all the crew hides and they're like, help us, we're abandoned. And then that captain, at first we're like, oh, that's kind of mean. And then the captain's like, oh, I'm going to get to rape you now. And then Celia, Celia, or Gail puts a knife through the underside of his mouth up through his brains. Yeah. And blood goes everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. And that's just the cue for all the other pirates <laughs> to come out from their hiding spots and just go fucking murder rage on everybody. Everybody. And this was one of the my favorite parts of the book because Celia is now in the middle of real pirates and watching the blood and gore happen. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, this is awful, actually. Right. And then she sort of like helps James patch people up after. Right. And she's like, oh. But she doesn't. Know, she also doesn't want to hang out with Gail as much because uh, she doesn't. She's now seen Gail murder somebody. Right. And that also she's a little out. she's a little weird around James because he totally has the hots for her Ugh, too. Yeah. Which on and I thought was a little interesting because he's a doctor like Philip and he's a British doctor like Philip is, but he's nice. Like he's nice and he's like, hey, we should hang out. But at this point, Sarah's already well, hot for Gail, so she's like, no thanks. Yeah. Well, I will also say like one thing the book does is uh, James totally has that nice guy syndrome mm. where he's like, I'm a nice guy and you're a hot lady. That means we should get together. And she's like, no. Uh, stop following me around. And like having that, like here's a handsome, nice man who's also a doctor. And she looks at him and she's like, I'm into Gail. I'll take James. It's all yours. <laughs> I, I found him sniveling and weird. Yeah, yeah. But so, she, and then she starts having like sexy dreams about Gail. And she's like, sometimes we're having sex on the back of a turtle. And it's just strange. <laughs> and my sexy hot dreams that I don't know what to do with. Because I've never had sexy hot dreams before. And She's had turtle dreams. Well, she has now. Ah. And so she's all in a 
kerfuffle conundrum, and she doesn't know what to do. And so, uh, and this whole time, the flirtation between her and Gail is just up. Like, every time they're alone together. Because mm-hmm. basically every time they're alone, Gail's like, just let me know and I'll fuck your brains out. Yeah. And if you don't want to, that's fine. But, like, just let me know. And she's like, no, nah, it's all right. Um, so they get to this little hideout where Anne uh, and the other whores have all been taken to. And they're just servicing the entire ship. Yeah, Captain Red something and, and or other. And he's a horrible person. He's a horrible person. He f- figured out that Anne isn't a lady. So he, none of the men have raped her. But he, like... Watches her have sex with other women, right? And because she's kind of a horrible person, she's into it at first, and then she just gets bored. And then she's bored. Yeah, she's a she's a horrible person. She is. So, so, but that Captain Red is also like a slaver. Right. So it's a perfect. So this is also another situation where we have our good guy captain who comes upon a slave ship and frees all the slaves and offers like, hey. You can come aboard my ship if you want to, or you can go free. And a bunch choose to just do whatever they want to do, try to get back mm-hmm. to Africa on their own, try to stay in the islands and, and just work on the islands by themselves, try to be with their families Join somewhere. the crew. Or join the crew, and a bunch join the crew. Because mm-hmm. they're like, I, I can't get to where I want to go by myself. Yeah, and in a totally adventurous and fun swashbuckly scene, uh, Gail goes into this brothel where the captain and all the whores are and totally like murders the bad people and rescues all the They siege it. It's great. Yeah, they like it's really exciting and super fun and she's super smart and very much like Errol Flynn. And mm-hmm. like she's got all kinds of great quips and like terrible like she doesn't always win like the whole fight. It's not like she's like always the best person there. Like she has like Yeah, she gets Hand over the head with a chair or something. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Rough stuff. It, it's fun. And then the whole time, Celia is super worried about her. What do I do? But, uh... Meanwhile, she's also sent a couple of letters home to Dad. Mm-hmm. That's basically like, yeah, I got kidnapped, but now I'm just sort of like tootling about the Caribbean. I'll be back. Everything's fine. Here's a gold coin. Here's a, Yeah, that's Gail's idea. Gail's like, she sends back doubloons to be like... Obviously, I'm not, like, buying your daughter, but, like, for your trouble kind of thing. Yeah. But then, um, that's when one of the messengers, because uh, the dad is Andrew. Celia's dad's name is Andrew. He, like, takes one of the messengers and is like, did you see my daughter? Like, this is what she looks like. And the guy's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. And he's like, did she seem happy? And he's like, he seemed a little more than ha- She seemed a little more than happy, if you know what I mean. And he's like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, she's totally fucking the captain of this ship. And and, and she's like, what, what, what? <laughs> and, and he sort of like hears from different people that the captain of Original Sin is Madman Melvern. So he's like, Madman Melvern has defiled my daughter. So he hires this other guy. Well, he and Philip. He, yeah, he's he like, hey, Philip. he's like, Philip, give me your goddamn money because it's your fault she got kidnapped. They find this guy named Fux. Yeah, Captain Fux. F F U K S. Maybe it's Fuchs. I don't know. Captain Fux, and he's basically like, "We need to go find my daughter." And also, like when they come upon this captain, they're like scanning the bar, they're like who looks the grossest? Who looks the grossest? <laughs> they who looks go the to grossest? the grossest bar and find the grossest guy with the grossest name. Right, and he's oh. like, and they're basically like, "Hey, are you a captain?" He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like. 
We need you to rescue our daughter. Here's some gold. Arn, <laughs> Captain Fox. <laughs> anyway. So, they get him. Me- so we, the reader, now know that Andrew is on his way to find Celia to rescue her from Madman Melvern. Yep. Whereas we're like, no, she's having fun with Gale. Yeah. Oh. Well, so Celia and Gale have gone like they've rescued tur- Anne. They've, they've rescued Anne. They've turned in a like a whole bunch of treasure for yeah. money. Meanwhile, also, Anne got her a real pretty ring. Uh, no, not Anne. I'm sorry. Gale. Gale got, got Celia, Celia a real, pretty, a real ring. pretty ring. Also, Anne totally wants to fuck Gale, and Gale's like, no, I'm good, thanks. And then Anne goes to Philip and's like, hey. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, or James. James. Anne goes to James. Is like. Hey brother, you wanna you wanna fuck Celia, right? I wanna fuck Gail. Let's break them up. And Jim's just like, I don't know. And Anne's like, grow some balls. And it's like, I guess. Yeah. So then, Ugh. so they're leaving this little island after their shopping spree, and there's a storm coming. And they get they on the steal boat. some kid. They, they don't steal the kid. He like is loading the oh, the yeah. cargo onto the ship, well, and he's, he's like, an orphan. and he's like, can I just come on your ship? And they're like, yeah, yeah get on. And so they get on the boat. The boat is storm-tossed, and they're stuck in a cabin together, and that's the first time they fuck, and, and it's so much fun. Fuck. It's so much fun. Like, the ship throws them across the room, and they on land top on top of, of each other. other. And oh, just, like, what am I going to do? It. Like, like <laughs> uh, Celia rips the bu- rips her sh- rips Gail's shirt off, and all the buttons go flying Because, of course, Gail wears, like, breeches. Yeah. And then pretty early on, she's like, Hey, walking around the ship in a dress is a dumb idea. Celia, you should wear some goddamn pants. And Celia's fine with it. She's like, okay, well, that makes sense, sure. But then they, like, get naked. They have so many baths, despite the fact that it's very... There's limited water, and, like, somebody has to heat it and bring... They have all these baths. There's lots of baths. In fact, I would have to say this of the other book, too. There was a lot of baths and captured as well. There's, like, the biggest fantasy in any pirate novel is baths. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ooh, steamy water. But so, mm. so, but so, we're surrounded by water, but this yeah. water makes me clean. But mm. so this starts like the Gale Celia sex sex acts, and there's sexcapades. They have so much sex. Like Lots every time they get together after this, they're gonna have sex with each other, and it's sexy. Oh, hey, it's Tuesday. Mm, yeah, mm, mm, it's sexy. Mm. It's it's variations like it's never the same thing twice right 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 and it's it's never like there's never like kooky silly talk that doesn't quite make sense it's still witty it is Um, yeah yeah yeah. and like it's not like it's not the same lesbian sex you always see in porn it's like she goes down she goes down she goes down she goes down it's like oh there's all kinds of different things and it's it's lovely yeah honestly and, <laughs> and loving and loving like they're careful of each other yeah they don't yeah, put yeah. each other down during this there's Mm-mm. none of that sort of like are you a dirty girl stuff it's just yeah, like yeah. oh look at you we're having fun i think you're great and it's i think the, you're great too the <laughs> same thing that also happened with dominic that happens with gail it's like i like women are just women but this one's special oh which is gross i like yeah, it's kind of sweet, but it's also gross. Like, women are interchangeable, but this one's different. <laughs> well, that's... Whatever. In all romance novels, that's the rogue story. Ugh. There's always the rogue who has had sex with everybody, who meets up with the virgin, who's had sex with nobody, and uh, the rogue is like, oh my god, but this one's special because A, she's a virgin, and B, she's special for whatever other reason. Whatever. Her vagina's super tight. That's special. <laughs> but yeah, so... Whatever. Um... 
Yeah, so they get together, finally. Yeah. Um, it's Sirius so like, I guess I'm into muff. Yeah. Uh, they just, uh, they they get back to the captain. The captain's like, I am totally retiring. Please go get my, my horde. They head out to go get the horde. The problem is now they're being tracked by Captain Fox. Captain Fox. And I really hope it's not, but I really hope that his first name is I Don't Give a. <laughs> I'm so, Captain I Don't Give a So fucks. Captain I Don't Give a Fucks uh, learns <laughs> that, that they're going after a horde and he sees like, you know, dollar signs in his eyes and he's like, oh, uh, screw Andrew and whatever the fuck he wants. Um, we're going after the horde now and I don't care yeah, yeah, about yeah. the ladies. So he tells his crew, because they all get to the island where the horde is. And, well, but, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they all get to the island where the horde is <coughs> and Gail in a small portion of her crew have gone up to, to including hunt molly dick, including molly this and is important this is very important so captain fox turns to his crew and he's like okay we're gonna do right uh just grab the girl like whatever girl just grab her and bring her back and then kill everyone and kill everybody else so they follow gail up and there is a fight yeah and this is a fight that doesn't go well it's fox second in command yeah i forget his name um, but he and he and his men come up and they like come upon them and Gail's like, I challenge you to a duel and he's like, I'm not gonna fight a woman and she's like she says something witty to the effect of like, Well, you're a spineless misogynistic asshole and he's like, I'm gonna fight you now <laughs> He screams a lot. They fight. She, he he does that thing that bad guys do where every time he gets hurt, it makes him angrier and he makes more mistakes. Um, but he gets in a good hit with Gale. He gets in a oh, good he hit. he takes out a gun. He yeah, we, f- we find later that he just shoots her, and then all of his men kill all of Gale's men. Yeah, except for Molly, because she's a woman. Because they think that it's Celia. They think it's Celia. So they take Molly back to <clears throat> Captain Fox and to Andrew. <laughs> that name! I know. <laughs> so they put Molly down in front of Andrew and they're like here's your daughter and he's like that's not my daughter and they're like well we don't give a fuck and they just throw him overboard <laughs> yeah they're he's like I paid you and they're like no we just got more money bye asshole bye <laughs> and so they uh. throw him overboard and Molly's like oh, crap we come back to our ship where Celia's waiting. The original sin. The original sin. By the way, I have to say the figurehead is Eve holding out an apple. That's the coolest Ooh, ship figurehead. But she's, and she's got a snake coming up And she's got her. a snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the coolest ship figurehead I have ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, it's super cool. Good job, Colette Moody. So, they, you know, the, you know, one or two survivors is kind of able to get Gail back on board, and there's just a general freak out. I think Gail's the only one who lived. No, that was, was on the island. I feel like, oh, right, because they went back and found her. They went back and yeah, found a bunch her. Of yeah, yeah, went yeah. Back yeah. And found her. So every and like and a bunch of the pirates you follow died. Yeah, so and we it's yeah, sad. it's yes, genuinely sad. People that we care about actually die in this yeah. book, which I appreciate because like that's life on the high seas, yeah. right? Mm. So so they get back and you know we have to patch up Gale and she's mm-hmm. okay and she's like she's, I'm gonna get that <laughs> fucking pirate. But then she she got shot in the shoulder. So she's like, you know, my sword hand doesn't work. I'm going to be fine. And they're like, no, but like, rest a little bit. She's like, I'm going to get this asshole. And then she teaches Celia how to fight with a sword. Right. Which is good. And then they find Andrew adrift. Right. He survived barely. Barely. And so they pull him up and they find out the whole story from him. Mm-hmm. And he's... So they learn the name of the ship, where Captain Fox is going, 
that they have Molly. Like, they put two and two together. They have Molly! Ah! And, of course, they're like, we've lost too many people. We don't want to lose another one. Also, they know that if, like, Molly's going to get raped to death. So. Right. So they go to track her down. Meanwhile, Molly. Ah! In the belly of the ship. Like, she's... The captain gets first rounds, as we've been told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he hasn't come down to, to rape her yet, and no one else is going to touch her because the captain gets to go get, have a first go. And he's the, a scary captain. So, right. And it's like, if we rape her and the captain finds out, we'll be, like, flayed alive yeah, and so, fed to seagulls So she's all, like, ironed up against the wall and waiting, and she this guy comes down, and she's, like... She shows off her boobs, and she's, like, able to, like, pop a boob out. And she's, like what do you think of this? And he's like, I mean, I really shouldn't. And she's like, but you want to. Well, she's like, but you're so strong and handsome. And, uh. I don't want the captain, the ugly captain to be the first. I bet your dick is bigger. <laughs> Basically. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and she's like, but the manacles. Ow. Ow. And he's like, no, I can't. And she's like, but I'll, I'll sex you better if I have my it's hands. It's so hard to give you a hand job when my hands are tied up. And he's like, true. By the way, listeners, this whole time we've just been holding our hands over our heads. <laughs> because this is a visual medium. For no reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, so he lets her go. So he lets her go. And uh, she, to her credit, she kind of finishes. <laughs> she's like okay and then she kills him she like stabs him in the neck (laughs) and then she hides the body and disguises herself as a man and then just goes and sleeps in one of the hammocks (laughs) (laughs) she's like it's been a long day I'm tired and what I really appreciated about her she's like everybody on that other ship is fucked I guess I'm on this ship now like it doesn't occur to her like she's gonna kill everybody she's just like no I'm on this ship now she's like I'm just gonna hang out here until they get back to land and then just like run away and figure out what to do right but so she just melted and everybody's she's like, the i love molly i know and, and so then the next time we see her nobody's caught on yet that she's gone and she's in fact uh been a little tired of people and she's just throwing people she doesn't like overboard <laughs> 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 but no no but she's also like um, because she lowered one of the skiffs to make it look like she escaped yes. via the water. So she's that when they went so to look for her. smart. So they, she's like, it's only a matter of time before they discover the body. Right. So she, like the two guards that were wa- on deck, she killed them, put them in the boat, sent the boat off, the skiff off. So they're like, oh, she escaped and took the boat. She's out there somewhere. Right. But she's Meanwhile, just chilling. <laughs> she's wearing some pants, probably used some like ash to draw on a funny little beard yeah she's just hanging out she's like i'm gonna wait till we get to land and then just figure out what to do with myself yeah yeah and so then the other ship is catching up oh and we should say that james and her had a little bit of a thing a little bit of a thing Celia walked in on them fucking <laughs> but she it was described so perfectly dirty feet up in the, the air <laughs> the first thing she sees is james's pasty ass <laughs> and, and Molly's like feet up, like bracing themselves against his like shoulders and they're all dirty and gross yeah. and she's like I don't like sex <laughs> and, and James runs like pulls out and zips up and like runs after her like you know it's not what you think and she's like it's exactly what I think don't be weird <laughs> and, but then also she's like no it's f- like I don't want to think about it but like Go do whatever you want. Finish or something. I'm fucking Gale. Fuck whoever you want. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Just like, stop it. Right. 
Anyway. So, but and that was earlier. But anyway, so meanwhile, back on the How ship. How unlike us to go back and forth. Uh, whatever. So back on the ship, like Anne and James are mechanationing, and they're doing a very poor job of it. Terrible. Nobody cares because they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna like. Oh, but Anne was like, I'm just gonna tell Celia that I fucked Gail, and she does, and Celia's like, I don't think I believe you, and she goes and talks to Gail, and she's like. Anne says you fucked her. And he goes like, that crazy bitch? No, thank you. And Celia's like, yeah, that's what I thought. What's wrong with her? And, and they're like, we got to do something about Anne. Yeah. So. Because that's how real life works. The like, thing- the, the whole plot of like, oh, like just one person has to be like, oh, I fucked that person you're in love with. And, and right away yeah. they're like, no. Anne thought she was in a romance novel where there was a miscommunication plot, but there wasn't. She but was wrong. She was she was in a romance novel where people get killed. Yes. Ugh. So, but what happens? And this is the last thing. Uh, they overtake Captain Fox, and yeah. Molly's there, like already killing people, and she's she, like, "Oh hey!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they sneak up on the boat at night stealthily, and Molly happens to be out on the deck, and she's like. Wait a second, that looks familiar. And then, uh, because there's a a native, there's a Cherokee in the crew. So he, like, is able to fire a bow and arrow from one boat to the other to kill the person in the crow's nest. And she's like, people shouldn't be falling out of crow's nest. That's weird. Oh, there's a boat coming. Shit, what am I going to do? I know that boat. Those are my (laughs) friends. Guess I'm going to start stabbing people. Yay! (laughs) And she starts killing people. Captain Fox gives no fucks, and so he grabs up the pirate treasure, throws it in the other skiff, and, like, rows off with the dude. He's, like, got a gun to that guy's head, and he's like, keep rowing, motherfucker. Right. And he's like, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) And the second in command is like, I'm going to fight you again, Gail, you bitch with your vagina. How dare you live with your vagina? And Gail's like, stabby stab, and he's dead. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, But they recover the treasure. Eventually, yeah. Yep, they recover the treasure, and, uh... But they lose, but they lose original sin. They do. They lose the, the boat. The ship goes down. They like, capture... right away. They, yeah. Because when they're, they're trying to get over to the other ship, the other ship, you know, throws fire, and so mm-hmm, the original mm-hmm. sin just starts going and, down um, right away. And there's that, and I forget the name of it, I only am familiar with it because it was in a video game I play, where it's like two iron balls connected by chains. Chain shot. Yeah, that you shoot at the masts mm-hmm. to take down the masts of the other yeah. ship so they can't sail away. Yeah. And that's what happens to Original Sin. It sinks, but they get everyone off onto Fox's boat. That's a weird thing to say. Um, and they find him in the treasure. And it's kind of like, I felt really sad when the ship went down. Oh, yeah, me too. I was like, oh. Yeah, like, it was real sad. And so right. They, they, and they had is- to, like, they're like... Because then Fox is kind of notorious too. They're like, we gotta repaint this goddamn boat, or else people are gonna try and kill us. Yeah. Well, they end up selling it at the next port, and that works out fine. They get a shit ton of money. They go back in Madman Melvin's like, how is everything? And they're like, a bunch of people died, and we lost the boat. And he's like, no. And they're like, but we got gold. And it's like, I'll just take some of it and drink rum and fuck horse for the rest of my life. Bye. Go do whatever you want. Right. And what they want, Celia and Gail retire. Yeah. To an island. To an island. And live happily ever after Yeah. Together. And if I remember correctly, Molly's just like, I'm going to keep pirated, bitches. Yeah. Yeah, she becomes... James and Anne go back to England or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but Molly becomes a captain. 
That's right. Molly becomes a captain. And everybody's happy to serve under her. And right. that's the yeah, end. Serve under her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the end. That was the end. So let's fuck, marry, kill fuck, some marry, bitches. Fuck, marry, kill people. Okay. Um, do you want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. <laughs> I have a I have a real one and a funny one. Which one do you want? Oh, let's do the funny one. Okay. Okay, great. So fuck, marry, kill. The Marie. The original sin. Uh-huh. Or Liberté. Ooh. Which the Marie is the ship from... Captured. Right. Original Sin is the ship from Original Sin. And Liberté is the island pirate paradise. Right. Right, right, right. Fuck, Mary kill. Oh, well, I'm going to have to marry Liberté because I want to be on that island forever. Oh, my God. They just, like, pull mangoes out of oh, the I air. Know. Every time they talked about the mangoes, it was like, oh, Ugh. it was all dripping down their faces. Yes. Like, that sounds so and, good. And everyone on the island is so nice. Yes. They're sort of, like... At any at any moment, we could be discovered and life could end. So there's no point in like. Of course, they're like little little squabbles about like goats or whatever. But it's just like at any moment, life could end. So like, let's just be happy with each other. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It really was. It really, really was. Um, and the drums, they have like, <laughs> like the ship's coming back. Drums and like it's a wedding. Drums and like danger. Drums because at one point, do, like a ship from the French Navy comes and everyone's like, shit. But it turns out that it's Dominic's cousin who's just like, hey, just so you know, like Edward's coming or whatever. Right. And so there are like, there's, dr- there's drumming in the air. There's just like mangoes for picking. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely marry that. That's um, fair. But I'm going to fuck the original sin. <laughs> <laughs> I was, listeners, I was taking a drink, and just that sentence just tickled me ever so. Oh, it was great. I, mean, <laughs> I almost spat out all over Christine's floor, <laughs> but I didn't. I kept it in, because a lady swallows. <laughs> or rather, a lady doesn't spit. Fact. Fact. Um, yeah, fuck the original sin, uh-huh. because so much fun. So much fun. But it's like... Dangerous, dangerous fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would have to say, kill the marine. Uh huh. Only because, like, I actually didn't get a good idea of that ship at all. Like, it never really felt like. Right. The original like, sin felt like a character, yeah. but the marine didn't. Yeah. Liberté felt like a character, but the marine didn't. Oh yeah. It's, I'll agree. Yeah. As much as like, I felt closer to the crew of the marine. Like we got to know them a little bit better, and because they weren't like scary pirates they were more likable yes so i like am loath to kill it but i will agree like i agree with you i would also marry liberté fuck the original sin and kill the marie all right so fuck mary kill uh-huh gail uh-huh dominic levesque okay molly Great. Okay. So the most piratey piratey. The and most also, piratey like, pirates. Also all the pirates we really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so of those three, I'm going oh I think that I will marry Dominic mm-hmm. so I can live on Liberté. Also, he seems like pleasant. He seems pleasant. <clears throat> and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll just like rub mangoes all over me and <laughs> will fuck on top of a waterfall. He will go at your nipples. He will go at my... <laughs> he will chafe my nipples through my clothes. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, 
I'd fuck Molly because she's such a firecracker. Um, and like, <laughs> there's one point where um, uh, James is like examining her because she's got an injury on her arm, and she just like takes her top off and is like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "You probably want something nice to look at." So I took my tits out. <laughs> I'd, and James is like, you can put those away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'd fuck her. And then I, and sad, like, I don't want to kill Gail, but I have to, because that's the game. Yeah, these are the hard choices. These are the make. hard choices we have to make. Damn it. So I guess I would kill Gail. All right, all right. And the books? Okay, the books. Um, I'd fuck both of them. Yeah? They were both a lot of fun. Um... Original Sin is Colette Moody's first book. Oh, good for her. And it's a good first book. Like, some there are some things that I was like, eh, maybe we can change that. And, like, parts of it were unnecessary that we didn't even get to in this podcast. There are little bits that is, like, the montage of, like, I'm such a good pirate captain. It's like, we don't need all of that. Um, but it's, a, it's a, like, I'm, I'm impressed that that's her first I book. I genuinely enjoyed reading it. Yeah, and it was fun. It was saucy. It was dangerous. It was all the things that you look for. Like, Captured was great, but the danger to me wasn't in the pirating. It was, like, trying to get the kids out of slavery. To me, that was the point that felt dangerous. Well, yeah. But, like, that's not what you want out of a pirate book. Yeah. Whereas in Original Sin, the danger was in the piracy. So that was a lot of fun. And if anything, like, if that was, like, the real danger, I almost wanted to spend more time with the kids. Right. And have that be a larger part of, like, you know, because them getting together and having sexy sex is great. But, like, getting to, like, them working together would have been really nice. And I still Mm -hmm. felt like, even at the end, they were working at cross-purposes sometimes. They weren't really understanding each other. And unlike... Gail and Celia, who really right away were on the same page. Right. Yeah, and Original Sin, or uh, Captured, which I did enjoy it, um, to me didn't feel... Like, for me, the novel wasn't about her and Dominic falling in love. It was her finding a way to rescue her kids. Yeah. And, like, it was nice that she fell in love with Dominic and that was a way for her to do that. And they like have this home and like the money and the security that came along Although, with that. I will say something that came up. It was like that she deserved freedom. Yes. And like, yeah, yeah. I was sorry that she kind of had to learn that at the hands of, well, she didn't. Cause I think like the other people on the Island really showed it to her. And that's what the Island part right. was so important about that. Right. She deserves and can have freedom. Right. And I thought that was great. Right. Something that I also really loved about captured is there were a whole bunch of times um, from both Dominic and um, Claire's perspective that's like, do you know what's awesome? Do you know what's really beautiful and amazing? Being black. Yes. Like, there are a bunch of moments that's like... Because Claire is from Africa, so the way that she talks about things, like, she she makes sort of reference to... Like, her view of the world sort of makes reference to the religion or the spirituality that was part of her childhood. So she like talks about like, Oh, if the ancestors are willing and things like that. Um, but like, there's this place in her that's like, I don't remember a lot about Africa, but like I'm from there and it's wonderful. Yeah. 
And Dominic, who is mixed race, like, there's a moment where we step into his head and he's like, women from Africa, like, come in all shapes and sizes and colors. And I think that's absolutely great. Like, it's great. Being black is great. And I was like, yes, this is what we need from, you know, like, a book about two black people falling in love and, like, getting her and her kids out of slavery because slavery is awful. And yeah. It was great. It was all wonderful. No, it was very loving and tender and yeah. genuinely fun to read as well. Yeah. And I noticed, too, that there was never any moment that, like, white people were like, oh, you're disgusting dark skin or never. anything. It was just violence. Like, white people were awful in general, but they right. never Except said... for Teddy. Yeah. Except I for Teddy. Teddy. Great. <clears throat> but the, yeah, And the one doc- guy. And the one guy on the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was never like, oh, you're you're ugly, dark skin. It was like, no, you're a slave. And of course, the implication is you're a slave because you're black. But like, yeah. it was even like nowhere in this book was it like having dark skin is ugly or wrong or terrible, yeah. which is wonderful. Yep. So, so yeah, I'd fuck both these books. Great. What All about right. you? Um. Yeah. Honestly. Great. I'd fuck both those these books. I might even marry Original Sin. That's fair. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Um. So of all the characters, who would you fuck, who would you marry, and who would you kill? Oh, man. Um, ah, you know what? I would totally fuck Molly. She seems like so much fun. Everything about her was great. I dug the, I dug the fuck out of Molly. Mm-hmm. But I'd also say, like, I wouldn't want to tie her down. Like, that's, that's, no, that's fair. She needs to be free. Because if you tried, she'd just run away. Yeah. She'd dress up like a man and steal away in the night. But I would marry Gail. Oh, okay. I would 100% marry okay. Gail. Um, and then, I don't know, like, characters to kill, I mean, uh, obviously lot. there's the bad guys, and so I don't yeah, want to, yeah. like, outright say kill them. Um, but uh, Andrew, the dad, he was the worst. Oh, All the, yeah. Like, as soon as he found out, like, oh, Captain Melvern's a woman. Oh, my daughter's fucking a woman. Well, no, but what I appreciated, what I did appreciate was that he was a little upset that it was a woman, but honestly, he was just more upset that his daughter's deflowered. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he figured out that they were going to be, like, together and fine and Gail's great, he's like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. It's And fine. money. And Gail money. has money now because they found all the, the pirate booty. And that was fine. But, I mean, uh, Gail and Celia were fine. He fucked that up. Yeah. Like, if he hadn't brought fuck to fuck it up. Ah. But at the same time, it's like, for me, it's interesting because it was well-intentioned. Like, he was under the impression that some dirty old man was fucking his daughter against her will. And he's like, I have to go do something about that. Sure. And of course, it was like miscommunication, misinformation, and it turned out to, you know. Yeah, Celia's letter should have just been longer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I would also fuck Molly. Um, I would... Mary, uh, this was hard for me. I think I would marry, I think I would also marry Gail, but like Teddy in a really close second. Teddy was great. I don't know. I'll just marry both of them. It's fine. Um, And then despite what you just said, I'd kill Edward. Oh yeah. Because he was the worst. Okay. Yeah, Edward wasn't great. I mean, there were lots of like, shitty pirates who were just like rape bitches and kill people but Edward was like I'm gonna like enslave people and work them to death because I'm terrible and yeah. then my mom poisoned me ah! so like my job is done for me yeah 
So there we are. All right. Yeah. Well, Neil. Yes. You picked the books for next time. I did pick the books for next time. Tell me what they are. I'm going to read you the titles and I'm going to see if you can guess the theme. Okay. Okay. The first one is The Prairie Doctor's Bride by <sighs> Catherine Albright. Uh-huh. And the second one is The Doctor's Discretion <laughs> by E.E. E. Ottoman. Uh... Could Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, like, also fit in this theme? Yes! <laughs> it's Oldie Timey Doctors! Oldie Timey Doctors! So not just doctors, but, like, doctors in the 1800s. Woohoo! In America. Oh, American Oldie Timey. American Oldie Timey Doctors. And thanks to uh, Sawbones, oh. we know that, like, medicine in the 1800s was like, ooh! Like, it was the type of, it was the time when surgeons... Like, the more blood they had all over themselves, that means they were better doctors. And they just, like, wouldn't wash the blood off. Oh. So we'll see how this goes. This sounds gross. It'll be super sexy. Wow. All right. I don't well, know. Well, good. Well, then okay. let's... Should we call it a night? Yeah. All right. Sure, sure. Well, uh, thank you to our listeners. Thank you so much, listeners. We really appreciate you coming along for these journeys. Yeah. And if you like what we do, please tell your friends so that they can like what we do, too. Yeah. Um, and thank you to Christine. Thanks, Christine. Uh, and thank you to the authors. Yes, wonderful authors. Thank you so much for giving uh, us your work. They're both wonderful. Um, and we look forward to reading more. And thank you, Neil. Thank you, Claire. No, thank you, Neil. Thank you, Claire. Arr! <laughs> thank you, mateys. Arr! No, you're done. Okay. <laughs>